the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Free Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show today, and I am so humbled, so honored to be with you. And I just thank you so very much for tuning in with me and those that have tuned in with me multiple times and contact me and tell me uh, words of encouragement and give me directions sometimes. I just thank you for that. I ask for that because, you know, we don't know what we don't know and what we don't know can hurt us. And I just want to be the best I can be for my Heavenly Father. And for you, I've been put in this position to be on the radio, and I just want to make sure that I'm delivering a, a message that's going to be helpful, encouraging, inspiring, because this world is getting very, very crazy, more crazy than ever. I posted something on Facebook re- regarding the NFL, and I'm just so surprised. And, you know, my father was in the Air Force. My stepfather was lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. And for people to be playing a game and making all kinds of money and not having respect towards our flag, towards our freedom, for all those people that have died fighting for that freedom. I just have a hard time with that. And so I I don't want to be political. I really don't. I'm just looking at from my heart and my thoughts that how hard is it to show respect I think that people are just not showing respect and they're putting it in a different frame that it's a political statement or it's this or it's that. And our flag is our flag and it represents freedom and fight and a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And I just think we need to be respectful of that. So if you don't, you know, if you disagree, fine. Um, But I just don't understand. I just don't. This world is just becoming a very confusing place. And, uh, you know, I know our Heavenly Father is in control and that he's got this. But, you know, I think it's opening up a lot of people's eyes to drawing that line in the sand. You know, we all have to stand for something. And I just have to ask you, what are you standing for? What are you standing? What is important to you? This last weekend, I was asked to speak at a pest control operators of California directors meeting. And it was very on. I just felt so honored to be able to speak to the first meeting for women in pest control. I just I I just was like, I was nervous. I was really nervous because I wanted to deliver a message that was going to be helpful to every single person in the room, whether they were male or female really didn't matter. I just wanted to be able to deliver a message that was going to help each person in the room. So I asked the Lord to guide me with with what I was going to talk about because I had the freedom to choose what that was. There was some suggestions on, Sue, you are so, you know, up on social media and advertising and marketing and branding. 
that I think everybody in the room would like to learn more about that. And and the, the caveat of that is, is that here I am giving my secrets out to my competitors. You know, and it's like, okay, where do I draw the line on that one? And I just felt like I needed to, you know, be motivating, deliver the message, but also be true to who I was. And so I have no problem with that. I'm very real. That's something that people say about me, that I'm very real. And I think all of us need to check that in our our personality and how we represent ourselves from day to day, moment to moment. The words we choose, our attitude towards things is are we being real or are we putting that mask on and and making everybody think that we've got it all together when really we don't? I can tell you right now that I'm not on an up and up right now, even though there's a lot of good things happening for Sue Freeze. I'm really feeling a little down and I don't really understand why. I think I'm tired, uh, but I just don't understand why I'm so down. So today I am uh, going to be talking about listening I'm going to be talking about listening because so many times people say, oh, you know, I'm listening. But but the thing is, is are you hearing? Because sometimes the message isn't the words that are spoken. It's in between the words, you know, read between the lines. Sometimes it's that. And I find that uh, my sister just paid me a really great compliment this weekend because she said, you know, Sue, I have experienced in the last couple of months that you are making a devoted effort to really listen. And I'm like, gosh, I thought I always did. And she says, no, she says, I'll call you and you'll be in the middle as you always are. You're in the middle of all kinds of things going on in your life. And you're saying, Sue, I know you're really busy, but you know, can I talk to you for a minute? I'm like, okay, is this like a five second uh, comment or is it something where you're going to need more time? Because I only have a minute right now, but I can call you back. And she said, I just really appreciate that you did that, that you do that, that you'd say, you know, you're important to me and I do want to hear what you have to say, but I want to be able to focus on it and I can't do that right now. I think people won't feel so put off if we do that. If we say, you know, timing for me isn't the best right this minute, you know, but I, I can get back to you, but then do it. Whatever you say you're going to do, please do it. Okay? I have quite a few people getting on FaceTime Live with me right now, and I can't see because the phone's too far away from me to see. But I'm just saying thank you to all of those listening and watching on uh, FaceTime. You know, I've been on this show for about eight years, a little more than eight years. And people say, oh, gosh, are you talking about bugs? And I'm like, no, I'm not talking about bugs. Sometimes I bring it up a little bit. But on the whole, no, I'm not talking about bugs. And I thought, how can I get this message out? And guess what? FaceTime Live is a good way to do it. So there you go. So thank you to all those that are looking there. It says invite on the side. And I don't know if I'm supposed to push the button and push invite on those. I just don't know. So if you know more about this than me, uh, please connect with me and tell me that what I need to do. And uh, if you want to listen to a podcast, all you need to do is go to Sue Freeze, spell like fries, one word dot com. So if you hear something on here that you want to share with somebody... I think you can share the FaceTime, but also if you want to, you can go to podcast and listen at your leisure, listen to when you want to listen, which is really great in this time and this age that we get to do that a lot more than we used to, which is a benefit and maybe not. <laughs> There's so much coming at us all the time. So I'm going to put my glasses on now so I can see what I have written here so we can move forward. So again, I say thank you to you. So uh, sometimes I share articles, and today's article is by a gentleman by the name of David Mathis. And, you know, listening is one of the easiest things you'll ever do, but it's also one of the hardest. In a sense, listening is easy, 
or hearing is easy. It doesn't demand the initiative and energy required in speaking. That's why faith comes by from hearing, by hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes through hearing. The point is that hearing is easy and faith is not an expression of our activity, but our receiving the activity of another. You're listening. You're hearing. It is hearing with faith that accents the achievements of Christ and thus is the channel of grace that starts and sustains the Christian life. But despite this ease, or perhaps precisely because of it, we often fight against it. In our sin, we'd rather trust in ourselves than another, amass our own righteousness, than receive another's, speak our thoughts, than listen to someone else. True, sustained, active listening is a great act of faith and a great means of grace, both for ourselves and for others in fellowship. This is his article, and I'm just helping. It's really nice to have some help in articles. Coming up with something to talk about has to be real to me, which listening right now is real to me because of what my sister had said. It's, it's, a, it's definitely um, something that I have put my mind to that I want to be better at because I was so busy that I wasn't present all the time. Lessons in good listening. The charter text for Christian listening might be James 1.19. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. I can remember somebody saying to me a long time ago, two ears and one mouth for a reason. You have two ears and one mouth. We should listen twice as much as we speak. I like that. It's simple enough in principle and nearly impossible to live. Too often we are slow to hear, quick to speak, and quick to anger. So learning to listen well won't happen overnight. It requires discipline, effort, and intentionality. That word intentionality, being intentional, is so good. It comes better with time, they say. Becoming a better listener hangs not on one big resolve to do better in a single conversation, but on developing a pattern of little resolves to focus in on particular people in specific moments. So check yourself right now, okay? You're hearing me talk right now. I'm sharing this with you as something that I'm working on. How are your listening skills? How are you doing in this department? Could you be better at it? And if so, what are you going to do about it? Be intentional, whatever that is. Freshly persuaded, this is a needed area of growth in my life and possibly yours as well. Here are six lessons in good listening. We take our cues from what may be the most important three paragraphs on listening outside. The Bible, the section on the ministry of listening. So here's number one. Good listening requires patience. How many? Where are you on the patient scale from one to five or one to ten? Where are you on there? So something to avoid, a kind of listening with half an ear that presumes already to know what the other person has to say. This, he says, is an impatient, inattentive listening that is only waiting for a chance to speak. Perhaps we think we know where the speaker is going and so already begin formulating our response. Or we were in the middle of something when someone started talking to us or have another commitment approaching and we wish they were done already. I have been in situations where 
I've been on both sides, actually. I'm just being honest and real right now. Is I've been on both sides where I do think sometimes that I know what the person's saying because they tend to create a story when I want Reader's Digest version. Give me the summary. That's all I need. But not everybody's that way. You know, some people like to say, and he said, and she said, and I'm like, okay, what do you want from me? And so that's really where I'm having struggles is that I have to take a breath, be patient, and listen, and really listen, because sometimes it's not the words that are being spoken. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show right now, and I'm so grateful, so thankful that you've joined in. And thank you, San Diegans. Thank you, Venturians. Thank you all up and down the state of California. But now with the internet, thank you everywhere, anybody that's listening and now watching. Thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. And listen, if you have something to comment, if you want to say something to me, you can do it on FaceTime Live right now, or you could uh, get in touch with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word.com, and let me know what you think. Let me know what's going on in your mind so that I can uh, be right there with you and maybe we can have a dialogue. I would love that. Uh, it's all verbal and we have to read and we have to think and then we have to, you know, reply and response and that's okay too. Not much listening goes on during that moment, but that's okay. So maybe we're half-eared because our attention is divided by our external surroundings or our internal rebounding to self. Unfortunately, many of us are too preoccupied with ourselves when we listen. Instead of concentrating on what is being said, we are busy either deciding what to say in response or mentally rejecting the other person's point of view. In red, the next line says, Good listening silences the smartphone and doesn't stop the story, but is attentive and patient. I just had an incident with my son. He works with me, and and we had an incident where I felt like there was going to be an outlay of cash that I had nothing to do with, but yet I was involved. And I was sitting there, I was like, okay, get to the the story so I can figure out how to fix the problem. I didn't let him complete his sentence, and he got very upset with me, as anybody would, um, because I wanted to get to the bottom line so I could figure out, do I need to make a phone call? Do I need to do something? Uh, You know, I'm kind of quick, and that wasn't really right for me to do that. And so... I now I have to go back and do something about that. And that's not fun. I would rather not have to do that. I would rather just take a breath, let somebody finish what they're saying, and then move on from there. So I learned a good lesson. And this would just happen yesterday. So it's really like an open situation for me right now that I have to close and correct and say, I'm sorry, even. Um, You know, it's okay, we make mistakes. But we have to own up to those mistakes and and do what we can to to create a a connected relationship. If it's broken, we have to go back and uh, do something about it. So externally relaxed and internally active. It takes energy to block out the distractions. It does, doesn't it? That keep bombarding us. They're all over the place. And the peripheral things that keep streaming into our consciousness and the many good possibilities we can spin out for interrupting. When we are people quick to speak, it takes spirit-powered patience. Oh, I like that. Spirit-powered patience to not only be quick to hear, but to keep on hearing. Sometimes we can shut it off. Poor listening diminishes another person, while good listening invites them to exist and to matter. That's in big, bold, and parentheses, and isn't that so true? Just by taking time, like my sister said, to... Make her valued. I value her and I value what she has to say. Therefore, I have to 
push things aside and say, okay, I'm here for you, 100% here for you. I need to hear what you're saying. And you know, it might not be important to us. It might not be something that we're even like interested in, but this other person thinks enough of you that they want to share with you. So take a breath, have some patience. I'm talking to me right now. Uh, Have some patience and, you know, be present in the moment. Oh, this is so true. Good listening is an act of love. I said last week uh, that I was at church and I was thinking about people. uh, I try to help them with understanding what their purpose is on this earth. And I, when I was in there, it was like this Lord, the Lord just kind of nudged me a little bit and said, you know, you, you might come across people that don't know what their purpose is, but if they love, that's purpose enough until they figure out what I created them for, because I created them first and foremost to love me and to love thy neighbor. So if we do nothing more than love, not judge, but to love then we are on the right track and we're doing the right thing. Half-eared listening despises the brother and is only waiting for a chance to speak and thus get rid of the other person. Poor listening rejects, good listening embraces. Poor listening diminishes the other person while good listening invites them to exist and to matter. Just as love To God begins with listening to his word. So the beginning of love for the brethren is learning to listen to them. Good listening goes hand in hand with the mindset of Christ. Philippians 2.5. It flows from a humble heart that counts others more significant than ourselves. Philippians 2.3. It looks not only to its own interests, but also the interests of others. Philippians 2.4. It is patient and kind. 1 Corinthians 13.4. Good listening, number three, good listening asks perceptive questions. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, says Proverbs 25. But a man of understanding will draw it out. Good listening asks perceptive, open-ended questions that don't tee up yes, no answers. I learned this as a parent. This is a side note is that I used to pick up my children from school every day. I dropped them off and I picked them up. And it was a very valued time for me because I got to hear about their day, who they liked, who they didn't like, whatever happened with the teacher or their homework or whatever. I would get all that information as I sat there behind the wheel driving them from school because they are unloading. They are you know, just getting ready to go home and either do homework, get something to eat or go out and play. And so I would get so much information during that time. But what I realized is if I asked a question where they could just answer yes or just answer no, that's exactly just what I got. I got a yes or a no. And then I had to come up with another question to try to drive out some more information. So I know some of you that have uh, children, you're laughing right now because you know what I'm talking about. We have to get really good at how we ask our questions to where they are not open and they're not in, you know, just a yes and no answer, but they're open ended so that they can fill in the blanks and, and make it more colorful of a conversation. It's really great. Good listening ask, asks perceptive open ended questions that don't tee up to yes, no answers. But gently peel the onion and probe beneath the surface. It watches carefully for nonverbals. So as you're driving, 
you better be careful because you've got to look at the nonverbals, but you've also got to keep your eyes on the road. Sometimes I would just pull over. I would pull over before I'd get home because I had a captive audience. I had them in my car and they couldn't really escape. Yep, you're knowing my secrets now. But it was really fun. Or I would take them for an ice cream or I would, you know, do something with them before I take them home because I wanted to get more information. Because once we reached that front door, then their, you know, their minds were somewhere else. They were changing their clothes. They were wanting a snack or something. So that time in the car was very special and dear to me. I miss those, those times because that was a lot easier than it is now for me to get information. So parents, if you've got little ones, maybe you can, you know, heed my advice here. It's a really great way to get information. So uh, you don't want to interrogate or pry into details. You don't, you know, if they don't want to share, it will meekly draw them out and helps point them to fresh perspectives through careful but genuine questions. So, you know, choose your questions, you know, design your question in a manner in which you're going to get the best results. There's, there's some real gifts right there. That's a golden nugget for you. So now I'm on number four. Good listening is ministry. Oh, I like that. Good listening is ministry. There are many times when listening can be a greater service than speaking. God wants more of the Christian than just our good listening, but not less. There will be days when the most important ministry we do is square our shoulders to some hurting person, uncross our arms, lean forward, make eye contact, and hear their pain all the way to the bottom. Good listening often diffuses the emotions that are a part of the problem being discussed. Sometimes releasing these emotions is all that is needed to solve the problem. The speaker may neither want nor expect us to say anything in response. I've heard this in marriage counseling is that a man always wants to fix it. They want to go to solution. They want to fix the problem, correct? And I've, I've heard men, husbands say in group settings, you know, I wish my wife would just tell me and give me the freedom to say, I'm not wanting you to fix this right now, honey. All I want you to do is listen. Let me talk. And the man goes, phew, okay, I can do that. But if we don't give permission for them not to fix the problem, then they are, they're trying to protect and fix and solve those issues. So we as women need to tell them, I don't want you to fix this. I just want you to listen to me. How many of you have had a chance to just talk to somebody that was willing to listen? And by hearing what you were saying out of your mouth, the solution came out. But if you don't have anybody to bounce things off of, even if it's only a one-way bounce, if you don't have a way of just being able to talk it out, then, you know, you're just kind of have it all inside you and it builds and builds and builds and this emotion is just like you have nowhere to go with it. Everybody needs somewhere to go to have someone that's safe to talk to. So do you want to be that person for some people? Open the door. Allow that to happen. If you allow it to happen, if you are the person that people are going to, I have certain people in my life that I just feel very comfortable that I can talk to. And there's other people that I, that I think, you know, they're so busy, there is no way they want more on their plate. They don't want a part of what Sue's world is because they've got enough of their own world 
Do you know what I'm talking about? I think you do. I think you understand what I'm saying right now. So what do you, you need to choose what you want to do. Do you want to be what? Do you want to be a listener? Do you want to be somebody that somebody can rely on to talk to? You choose. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home, but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I'd like to talk with you. And if you are a business and you're not sure you've never done radio before and you want to just see if this could be something you might, that might be, uh, have a great ROI for you, return on investment, then Connect with me, would you? Because I've been doing advertising for a long time. I have a lot of experience in this, and I know that I can shed light and I can help you with deciding what it would be good and not good for you. Uh, because believe me, I've gone through the school of hard knocks when it comes to advertising and marketing. And, you know, through all of that, I'd like to share it with you and I would like to give back. So connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, connect with me, ask me questions, tell me what you think. I'm interested. And I'm the only one that reads it. Nobody gets to read it but me. It goes directly to me. Okay, so we're going to continue on now with listening and how important it is to be a good listener. And what does that mean exactly? It means that you're not thinking about what you're going to respond, your response. You're not going to think about what you're going to say. You're thinking about what's being said and you're taking it in and you're wondering what the person's really trying to tell you because there's a lot of emotion that's packed it into any conversation. And 
A lot is unsaid by body language. And words that are chosen, you have to read between the lines sometimes to really get the message that's really being said. So you can listen and not hear. So you want to be both, right? You want to listen, but you also, you really want to hear. You want to hear and you want to listen and you want to make sure that you're there for this other person. So to cultivate good listening is put more emphasis on affirmation than on answers. That's really good advice. More emphasis on affirmation. Many times God simply wants to use me as a channel of his affirming love as I listen with compassion and understanding. Often a person can be helped merely by having someone who will listen to him or her seriously. At times, what our neighbor needs most is for someone else to know. I have said numerous times that people get really isolated because they have a secret. And the secret causes them to go internally and not be able to experience life in its fullest because they've got this secret. And the secret kind of piles on. It's kind of like when you're in a hole. And I felt like this before, so I can really relate. And I know what I'm talking about right now as far as emotionally, how this feels, is I felt unworthy. And I felt like I was in this dirt hole. And every time I tried to climb out, more dirt would come in on top of me. And I couldn't seem to climb out. And part of that was because I had a secret Something that made me feel like I was less than, that I was unworthy. And in that secret, until I exposed that secret and allowed that secret to be out and find that it was a safe harbor for me and that people still loved me and cared for me, even though I had this thing that I thought was so bad, even though it is bad. I realized that God's grace was sufficient and that he forgives. And if he can forgive does anybody else really matter? I want, I, I just want to have a close relationship with my Heavenly Father. And if other people have a problem with that, then that's their problem, not mine. And I, I just, I'm very fortunate and I'm very thankful that um, I actually had to reach that low level. And it's too bad that so many of us have to reach this level of the only where to look is up. You know, the only way you can look is up because you're so down. And it's too bad that so many people get have to get to that point, because I did, to where there was nowhere else for me to go but to look up and reach up and ask him to just take me and love me and help me be better and learn who I was in him. And when I did that, healing happened, and I was set free from all of those secrets and that isolation and that unworthiness and all of that unforgiveness that I had for myself. So I'm hoping that's speaking to somebody. I'm hoping that there's someone out there, not that you're going through trials and tribulations, but we all do, but that there is encouragement and inspiration and that you realize that there are other people that are probably dealing with similar things as you. Maybe not exactly the same, but similar. And you know what? We can get through this together. We don't have to go through life alone. The devil wants us to believe that we have to, but we don't. And that's the good news, that our Heavenly Father is there, Jesus. He's there for us, and He will see us through whatever we're going through. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you've got a cush life. Quite the contrary, actually. We get tested. We get tested quite a bit, and we have to sacrifice quite a bit. 
but I can't imagine my life any other way. Can't imagine it. So we're talking about listening, and I just think there was somebody that needed to hear what I just shared. So I hope that helps. I really do. I hope that helps. Good listening prepares us to speak well. Sometimes good listening only listens and ministers best by keeping quiet. But typically, good listening readies us to minister words of grace to precisely the place where the other is in need. We're looking for an opportunity to plant a seed. We're looking for that open door, not to judge, but to love. Looking for that opportunity to just say, you know, maybe it's, how does, how does that make you feel? Or I'm sorry you feel that way. Or I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I'm really sorry you had to go through that. We should listen with the ears of God that we may speak the word of God. While the fool gives an answer before he hears, Proverbs eighteen thirteen, the wise person tries to resist defensiveness and to listen from a non-judgmental stance. Training himself not to formulate opinions or responses until the full update is on the table and the whole story has been heard. Don't interrupt. Let the person finish. If you need clarity, there's nothing wrong with that. Just make sure your timing is right. Not right in the middle of a sentence, not right in the middle of tears falling and, you know, maybe they need a touch, not a word. Sometimes it's a touch. You know, people that are going through loss, I don't know about you, but, you know, I've been through loss, quite a bit of it. My parents are gone. I had three parents and all of them are gone. But sometimes, you know, some of us will resist being near a person because they're not sure what to say. And sometimes we don't need to say anything. We just need to be present. We just need to be there. And let that person just feel our presence being right there. It means I'm right here. And you don't have to speak. I don't need to speak. We're just right here together. And just go through that moment. Maybe it's in silence. Silence isn't bad. It's not a bad thing to have silence. But loss is a, is a big thing. And if you don't know what to say, just don't say anything. You could even say, I don't know what to say right now, so I'm just here. I'm here. If you need anything, if you need to talk, I'm here. If you don't need to talk, I'm here. If you need food, if you need water, if you need anything, just let me know I'm right here. And be present. And and that's so many times enough. Even when I was going through my leg issue, you know, a lot of the times I just, I was in turmoil in my head because I didn't know what the future held for me. And so I was going through this and I was trying to put on a front saying I'm brave and I'm courageous and it's okay, I got this and the Lord's got me and, you know, but there was this little thing inside of me saying, gosh, what if I can't? What if I'm not going to be able to? What if, and I'm like, nope, not going to think like that. Not going to think like that. I'm just going to get that thought right out of my head. But it didn't mean that the battle wasn't there. The battle was there. But I had support. I had people around me. I had food delivered. I had someone there that, you know, could bring me things because I couldn't walk. At times I felt very alone because I didn't want to be a crybaby and I didn't want to, you know, express all the fears I had because I didn't want to give any credence to that. I, you know, fear not. Fear not, right? 
So here we are today, and, you know, we are victorious. We are victorious. Isn't it amazing that we are victorious? Hi, Dars. Love you so much. So the best ministry you might do today is to listen to someone's pain all the way to the bottom. All the way to the bottom. Don't interrupt. Just all the way to the bottom. Good listening reflects our relationship with God. Our inability to listen well to others may be symptomatic of a chatty spirit that is droning out the voice of God. He who can no longer listen to his brother will soon be no longer listening to God either. He will be doing nothing but prattle in the presence of God too. This is the beginning of the death of the spiritual life. Anyone who thinks that his time is too valuable to spend keeping quiet will eventually have no time for God and his brother, but only for himself or herself and for his or her own follies. Good listening is a great means of grace in the dynamic of true Christian fellowship. Not only is it a channel through which God continues to pour his grace into our lives, but it's also his way of using us as his means of grace in the lives of others. It may be one of the hardest things we learn to do, but we will find it worth every ounce of effort. So I just want to say thank you to my sister Darcy, who encouraged me and recognized that it has been something I have been devoted to do, and she recognized it. And, you know, that is very encouraging. When you make a point to be different or to do something to... um, be intentional and to have somebody notice that um, you are being intentional, which meant it was an area in which I needed to focus, obviously. And so uh, thank you very much for that. All right. So a lot of the times I will read from this book and it's Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. This is what it looks like for those FaceTime listeners. And I'm going to read right now because it's so interesting, but not really, because God always shows up for me. I don't know about you. If you're aware and you're watching and you're paying attention, you're going to notice that he lets you know he's there by simple little things, just simple little things. For me, it's monarch butterfly flying by. I just feel like it's the Lord's way of saying, I'm here. I see you. And, you know, keep on that straight and narrow or one, four, three. I love you in a numerical, like on the clock or something. And then the number 17, it just these little tiny symbols that the Lord just reveals to me. And it's so great. You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And I'm so grateful that you've joined in with me today. And please share this show with others. Would you please, please, please? I really wish you would do that. I also want to let you know that SueFreeze.com, when you go there, there is so much information there. There is opportunities. If you need to make extra money, there are some programs on there that I've been using products, and I just want to share them with you. Okay? I just want to share them with you. There's tea. There's lipstick. There's all kinds of things. And if you want to get involved, I, I will help you do that. All right? So there's that. There's also the IMs. And if you don't know what those are, check it out. They are free. Um, the I am's is who Jesus says you are. And it's really important that we know who that is because there's so much in this world telling us what we're not. 
and that we will not measure up and that we're unworthy and this and that and whatever. And what God says is so different than that because he loves you. He loves you as if you were the only person on the earth. He loves you that much. You know, he died. He sent his only son to die for you. When I totally grasp that is when life changed for me for good. Okay, so I'm reading from this book. Come to me and listen. Isn't that something? Come to me and listen. Attune yourself to my voice and receive my richest blessings. Marvel at the wonder of communing with the creator of the universe while sitting in the comfort of your home. Kings who reign on earth tend to make themselves inaccessible. Ordinary people almost never gain an audience with them. Even dignitaries must plow through red tape and protocol in order to speak with royalty. Though I am king of the universe, I am totally accessible to you. I am with you wherever you are. Nothing can separate you from my presence. When I cried out from the cross, it is finished. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This opened the way for you to meet me face to face. With no need of protocol or priests, I, the King of Kings, am your constant companion. Do you feel him? Is he your constant companion? You can have this relationship. It's your choice. He gives you freedom of choice. You can choose. And here's some scriptures, which I love scriptures. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. Isaiah 54, if you need the address. Isaiah 55, 2 and 3 is, Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to Dave. David, sorry, to David. (laughs) When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. John 1930. And the last one for this is Matthew 27, 50 and 51. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And what's amazing is come to me and listen. And the show today is on listening. And I didn't look at that before this. So see, that's just telling me the Lord is guiding me because I'm asking him to do just that. Lord. Guide my steps. Guide my words. Help me to be a light in the darkness. I want to be a light when I enter a room. I don't want to be darkness. I want to be light. What do you want to be? Ask yourself what you want people to remember you for. Ask yourself if you are impacting people positively or negatively. And if it's negatively, do you want to do that? I would hope not. So what are you going to do to change that? You have a choice on how you enter a room. You have a choice on what you say and what you don't. You have a choice whether you're going to listen or you're going to talk. You have that choice. I have this other little book, and I have X'd some things on it, and it's God's Little Instruction Book for the Workplace. Now, those of you that uh, know me or have listened to the show and know it's not about bugs, um, when I describe what my show is about, 
I say that it's inspirational, it's encouraging, it's real. I would say that's accurate. How about you? Would you say that that's accurate? Um, I also say that what I do is whatever's going on in my life, in my business world, you know, I, I own a business and I'm, I have employees and I have customers and I have trucks and I have insurance issues and I have all kinds of things going on every day. I feel like I'm, you know, got like a hundred plates spinning at any given time and, oh, this one's slowing down. Oh, run over here, spin this plate. Oh, this one over here, spin this plate. And that's what I feel like all day long. So having people support me, having people around me that support me helps me keep those plates in the air. And I have to look at these plates and go, do I really need to be spinning that plate or could somebody else be spinning it? Those are questions we have to ask when we're trying to prioritize our days because I'm not unique in the sense that all of us have busy lives. If you're a parent, you have a busy life. If you are running a business, you have a busy life. If you are in ministry, you have a busy life. It just, we, and it seems like, you know, we, we think that having a smartphone is going to make our life easier when really I'm thinking it was simpler before. I don't know. Do you agree? I think it was simpler. We have so much information bombarding us all day, every day. And, and it's hard for us to distinguish what is really needing to be uh, dealt with right now and what can we put on hold. I have got a habit of picking up my phone and looking at uh, Facebook in the morning, okay? And yes, I deal with social media, but I'm finding that I've got to do that less. I'm going to have to slow down here on the social media site and I'm going to have to just have some time with my Heavenly Father, more time with my Heavenly Father, and less time on FaceTime and Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. What am I missing? Oh, my goodness. Google Plus. You know, what else is there? Oh, Snapchat. Okay, what else? Uh, you know. So anyway, um, how about you? How are you doing in this department? So this little book right here, I parallel what's going on in my business life. And there's so many lessons I learn that actually can parallel with relationships. So when I read this and you're not, you know, in a workforce where you're making those decisions, are you in a relationship? Do you have a family? Because there is something in here for everybody. I am defeated and know it if I meet any human being from whom I find myself unable to learn anything. What that tells me, I, I like that a lot because sometimes we judge the minute we meet somebody and say, you know, maybe this person doesn't have anything to offer me. But I am amazed, amazed whenever I get to know somebody on a level of what they've been through, their life journey. And I love hearing what people have been through. Because I see God, most of the times I'm seeing God and how he has intertwined himself into this and how he's brought them out. And it just is encouraging me to, you know, to not have to go through everybody's journey. I've got enough on my journey plate. Thank you very much. But we can learn from each other. And we should never think that somebody doesn't have anything that we can learn from because I learn from every single person I come in contact with. But that's something I've decided to do. That's the choice I'm making. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and will increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain into wise counsel. A wise man or woman will hear 
and will increase learning. That's something I've learned from uh, another uh, book I was reading about leaders. And one thing that makes a good leader is that they're teachable. Okay. When you get to the point where you think you know it all, that's when you're going to really lose. Because I am learning every day. I'm challenged every day. And I enjoy that. I enjoy that part of my life is learning because there's so much to learn. And the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. You know what I'm saying? The more I realize I don't know. Those of you that want an update, it's getting close to a close of the show today. But an update on the ministry house. It's moving along. It's slower than I had hoped. Um, I have a general contractor that has been really, really, really sick. So he hasn't been able to get there to get things uh, moving at the rate in which I would like to have things move. But, you know, the Lord's teaching me patience and um, I'm doing everything I can because we have to understand what we have control over and what we don't and understand how to make that work within our realm. Success seems to be largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go. Isn't that so true? Success seems to be largely a matter of hanging on after others have let go. Persistence, hanging on for the good fight. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hebrews 10.23. If you keep saying that things are going to be bad, you have a chance of being a prophet. Speak what you want to happen, not what you don't want to happen. Speak words that you want to have happen. That is so good. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Proverbs 6, 2. Show me a man who cannot bother to do little things, and I'll show you a man who cannot be trusted to do big things. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of much. Matthew twenty five twenty one. Thank you so much for being part of the show today. Share the show with others. Would you please? God bless you. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.